Hello and welcome back to another episode of the People's Wrestling Podcast. For the first time in a little while, it's uh, been a minute since we've all been in the same virtual room. Uh, first of all, Ali, Matt, thanks for joining me. How are you? I'm good, I'm good. You may notice the <laughs> exotic surroundings in which I find myself. A change um, of scenery. Yeah, I've finally, finally moved home. Finally. Well done. It's only been about a year. <laughs> it was uh, eight months, eight months, I think, from uh, from listing to moving in, which is great. It was great. Now you finally stop banging on about it. We talk about some well, wrestling. I generally have nothing else to talk about now. So. <laughs> yeah, well, how about you? What's, what's been going on? Wall. Not a lot. A lot of work. A lot of work. I've had my double dose. Oh, yeah. Double dose, double dose wanker. Double, double, double dose wanker. Not many of us, Matt, but yeah. Matt two jabs. Matt two jabs. How do you I'm feel? Good, do, you, do you feel protected? Do you feel superior? I always feel superior, you know this. This is true. That's fair, yeah. Well, well uh, I've not been up to much, in case anyone was wondering. I've, oh, we won't bother, but you can tell I'm, us I mean, yeah. <laughs> been working and trying not to cut my hair off. So uh, that's, that's about that's about all, I, all I've got going on at the moment, but it's about all we can do. Um, things have been getting a little bit better, I guess. Still in, in lockdown. Whole, yeah, things are slowly starting to open now in the UK as our, as our situation progresses. Vaccines are going well, as you can tell by Matt. You've got two doses before me and Ali have even got one. <laughs> and, um, yeah, we could, we, we could officially now all meet up in the same garden if we wanted to. We could. Um, and wouldn't, wouldn't be I'm not going to like fucking hate you guys. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. I wouldn't travel that far to see you. But anyway, yeah, so things are getting better. It's spring season, which also means... It's WrestleMania season, and that's going to be a top. That's going to be the uh, topic of our discussion today. Um, but we're only going to spend just about two or three minutes, probably more like five, on this year's WrestleMania, um, which we'll get to first because the main topic we'll be discussing is WrestleMania 35, which is the one that we went to a couple of years ago. Last one which with is the actually crowd. The last one that was attended by fans, which is. It feels like years ago now. Like it feels genuinely so long ago. Um, it was only two years. Yeah, like this time two years ago, we were getting getting hyped for it. So let's just quickly um, quickly just have a quick chat about this year's WrestleMania coming up because uh, we've not talked a lot about it really. Um, how are we feeling? Are we um, are we intrigued? Are we excited? Is it? Are you finding it hard to care? What? What's your feelings going into this year's one? I'm going to straight away be like, I haven't watched wrestling since last March. <laughs> so, I'm struggling to... You've uh, watched bits and pieces. I mean, I catch up now and again, but I haven't watched like a full Raw or full SmackDown in 12 months. So, I think they're trying to fit a lot in for two nights. And it's just a bit like, bro, come on, guys. I was interested to see the the two nights return this year after they kind of sampled it last year. Now they're doing it with 
fans, albeit limited amount of fans, but still a fairly decent amount. Um, Ali, how do you think that's uh, going to pan out? And do you think it could be something that, seeing as WrestleMania's in the past are about 62 hours, um, could be something they go for full-time? I mean, it'll be interesting to see what it's like. I mean, last year's was a very different WrestleMania um, without the crowd, obviously. And with them doing it two nights, it felt about right, I think. Um, just because with no no crowd, you don't really have that energy. So I think spreading it over two nights was right. Um, it be interesting to see, as you say, what they do with the, with the crowd being there, obviously with two nights. Um First thing that would be interesting is, is it the same crowd both nights? Because if it is, I mean, there's still going to be that element of fatigue there. It's not just, it's not time fatigue, is it? It's wrestling fatigue that you feel when you're I can, I can vouch for wrestling fatigue. Yeah. If it, if it was two nights and you were going to a SmackDown and a NXT, yeah, you're going to be fucked by day two. But day two of WrestleMania, you're going to be fucked. Yeah, I, I do think though that the 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 having like whatever it would be seventeen, eighteen hours of a break in between one night finishing and the next one starting, um it definitely would help though, rather than it just being one long slog like we had, like an eight hour WrestleMania or whatever it was, which I'm sure we'll touch on. Um I think the two night concept could work um fine going forward. Um, what I found, and they, and they might as well have tried it last year, it's been discussed previously and they have nothing to lose basically. What I did find was, and I'm sure it was kind of also impacted by performers not being there and stuff like that, um, it gave birth to, in a way, a lot, um, maybe a lot of matches that just not WrestleMania worthy. Um, yeah. Like last year, we just had a randomly thrown in Natalia versus Liv Morgan match with, it literally had no build, it was just, oh, here's just some people wrestling, which. We oh, yeah. were, there was no chance we were going to get on a in, a in a normal regular one night card. Um, so as long as it doesn't just give matches for the sake of just having twenty five matches rather than fifteen or whatever it was they normally have, um, I'll um, I'll give it a go. Basically, well, I don't understand why they can't just scale it back. I know, like you'd think that you just say now now each night is a bit shorter. Um, we can have the same amount of matches we were originally going to have, but just make them a bit longer. Because you get so so often you have matches at WrestleMania where they last like seven, eight minutes and you kind of feel a bit let down because it didn't feel like it got the time it deserved, um, which I'm sure a lot of the performers feel as well. Um, so yeah, that, that would be the natural way of thinking, I guess. But I, a part of it is also like so-and-so deserves to be on WrestleMania. And I don't know. It's hard to please everyone. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, that's enough about this year's WrestleMania. I'm sure we'll discuss it um, a little bit more in depth, perhaps before um, yeah, before the event. And uh, yeah, I think it's the it's the week the weekend after next. I think, isn't it? I believe so. Well, the weekend, well, yeah. The week. Yeah. I mean, well, yeah, it's a whole. <laughs> yeah. So I was I was looking at this the other day. The schedule is insane um, when you when you think about it. Because we've got the Raw on, Raw on the Monday. And then I think... Uh, hold on, let me just find it. I've got it written down somewhere. We've got Raw on Monday. Tuesday is apparently the Hall of Fame, which I think started... There was a taping yesterday. 
because mm. uh, pictures yeah, have emerged. Yeah, they yesterday. And I think that, I don't know if, they're, I'm assuming, I don't know if they've done it all in one night taping or if they've split it in two because they've kind of got two I think years worth split to end up. Yeah, because obviously the last year's lot didn't get their, <laughs> didn't get their night. Um, Wednesday, we've got uh, Takeover Night 1. Thursday, we've got Takeover Night 2. Friday, we've got SmackDown. Saturday, we've got Mania Night 1. Sunday, Mania Night 2. Monday or Raw. Tuesday, NXT debuts on Tuesdays. So we've got nine, nine consecutive days of, uh, of WWE content, alone anything else. Could you imagine that? But like I was slammed after two days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, that that would uh, would have required a lot of, I think, Red Bull and <laughs> money, which I didn't, <laughs> which I also didn't have. Um, money yeah. specifically, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, the money bit. <laughs> so, so yeah, that that's this year's WrestleMania. But let's let's cast our minds back to. Early April 2019. I can't remember what day we went, the 3rd or something like that. Um, I can tell you that. I can work it out. I've got pictures. <laughs> I mean, it, it doesn't matter. 4th of April. It does matter. 4th of April, I was close. Uh, right, so yeah. this just, just a little bit less than two years ago, we headed over, we embarked on a journey via Frankfurt to... <laughs> As you do naturally on the way uh, on the way west, you go east <laughs> to uh, to New Jersey slash New York. Um, so let, let, let's talk about the trip. Really, is is my second time going to America. I know you guys are fairly more experienced than me. Um, does it ever get any easier for you? Lot? To be fair, the flights get a bit better. Well, I mean, that wasn't a great flight to be. <laughs> fine. The turbulence wasn't. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember it really. I've probably put that to the back of my mind. I feel I like you. Were, yeah, I feel like you guys had a um, Thierry Henry, Jamie Carragher moment on the plane, basically <laughs> when the turbulence hit, and I think Matty reached across the range, like, or it was one of us. Or I, you, I, I, I think I was <laughs> in the window. Like, I was at the window. Scary. You were in the middle, and that was on the yeah. And we just kind of looked across you and looked at each other like, oh shit, because <laughs> it was one of those. Here we like, go. It was like it was the personally. Like, I've not been on a massive number of flights, but it was the worst turbulence that I've ever experienced. And there was a moment where it literally felt like you were flying, and the plane just dropped, and like to the point where people like shrieked, like <laughs> people on the plane all kind of audibly kind of gasped and made noises. That was when we looked across and was like, oh fuck. <laughs> <laughs> but here we go it was fine oh, yeah. we made it because we, were, we were saying how guided we would be if we died on the way to WrestleMania <laughs> yeah <laughs> just, just our luck um, but uh, eventually we made it to New York or to New Jersey to begin with Matt this was your although this is Ali and I's first WrestleMania uh, this was actually your second one and it was your second one in New Jersey at the MetLife um, yeah I mean I'm a, I'm a dab hand at the MetLife now I've been there four times you should just go to everyone that, that they hold at the MetLife. I will. From now on. I'll probably okay. just progressively keep getting colder and colder as well. Um, I might wear a jacket next time. <laughs> yeah. say, probably should. Yeah. Or jeans, at least. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, we arrived in we arrived in New, New Jersey um, at Newark, I think. And it was Newark. 
Correct. had to queue up in customs. Oh, a long geez, time. I had blocked this out of my mind. <laughs> yeah, probably oh, wise. Um, uh, I thought I we know. were going to miss WrestleMania. <laughs> I know, let's put one security bloke on to do oh. our whole flight. Brilliant. It was about 35 gates worth, but literally like two of them were open. It was, yeah. it was ridiculous. Um, also, we don't really have any particular plan for this episode. I've not like panned out a timeline or whatever to discuss. I'm literally just kind of trying to recall all of this from memory. So if I, if I miss anything or whatever, feel free to uh, to jump in. Um, but yeah, I think the... Uh, the, the, when because you know when you get the, the the bit of the gate and they're going through your passport and all that kind of stuff custom do, do your thumbprint and they make small talk with you and whatever and they're like and they always have to ask why like what are you what are you doing in in, in new jersey or new york and i think they must have got the wrestlemania answer a lot yeah because uh yeah but most times like, oh yeah i'm here for, for wrestlemania's big wrestling show she's like oh yeah we've, we've had a lot of that today and they're just, just like oh Okay. I had the grumpiest person because you went to a woman. I went to the grumpiest bloke, and I was like, "I'm here for WrestleMania," and he was like, "What's that?" I was like, <laughs> "It's a wrestling thing," and he was like, "Uh huh." He must have heard it by now at, at that point in the in the weekend. So I think we arrived on Wednesday evening or Wednesday afternoon. We got there, I think. We arrived on like Tuesday morning and left the airport on like Thursday night. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's what it felt. That's what it like. felt like. <laughs> yeah. Um, so no, we, uh, we literally got to the airport from the airport to our amazing place, <laughs> and then we had to go like straight to access. Yeah. Well, well, Matt, you had the the unique experience that Ali and I didn't have of travelling. Um, and flying and all that kind of stuff with a championship belt as hand luggage. Yeah, that really... Like, I wouldn't recommend it. Fuck that. It's... It wasn't the plan, I don't think. It, it was carrying your bag your bag over the weight limit or something, wasn't it? Yeah, it would have gone in my bag, but it would have put it over the weight. So I had to carry that motherfucking thing all that way. I, I think I remember doing that at Heathrow, wasn't it? We, we had to sort of unpack your bag a little bit. Get that sorted, and then I remember that actually going back a bit at Heathrow, um, they they made me put my backpack in like a different place, and they were just like, "I need to go in oversized luggage." I was like, "My bag's going in oversized luggage." I just use a packer, <laughs> and, and they were like, "Oh, it's just because it's a different shape." And then they like maybe put it over in a corner, and then just walk away and leave it. And I was like, "I'm, I'm not not just going to do that." <laughs> Literally, all of my stuff is in this bag. Yeah. <laughs> And eventually yeah. they, came and, uh, they came and did it. But yeah, it was a bit like, why am I just leaving this in the corner of an airport where someone could just come and pick it up? Where uh, they say not to leave bags unattended yeah, in an airport. Exactly. <laughs> I felt like I was being tested or something. <laughs> yeah, if, if you left it, they were like, they're going to call, call you out and be like, you failed the test. <laughs> You're not allowed on. Um, but yeah, so yeah, as, as Matt described, we get to New York, do we? We, well, we get to New Jersey to go through customs and all that. We take the um, long taxi slash Uber ride, I think it was Uber in the end, over to our apartment in Brooklyn, which was situated in an amazing location for most of our week because everything other than WrestleMania had access. All the other shows were all held at the Barclays Center, where we were about was, a three-minute walk from. 
it was literally a spit away from the Barclays Centre, wasn't it? You couldn't have got yeah. better. I think, I think that's so good. I think accommodation was testament to um, just how long I'm willing to spend on Airbnb looking for stuff. <laughs> I also think that that bloke had no fucking clue what was going on that week. <laughs> no, for the price that we got it at, he could have easily doubled that. I'm just trying, I'm just trying to scroll through our uh, our chat and find because we, we had some pictures, like screenshots of the map, and we were looking around in the area. I wanted to find some of the. Um, wonderful establishments that were around the the area that we stayed in. Uh, oh, you mean McMahon's? There's like, yeah, there's, there's, a, there's, no, there's a strip club. And <laughs> I can't remember what it was called. It was called like a Bay donut Bay place. Or something. A donut. Oh, yeah, a donut shop, yeah. yeah, which we never went to. Did we? No, yeah, we, we did. did. We did, we did on go. one of the days. I think on the last day or something like that. Did I think we? I had my bag with me. Yeah, we did. We yeah, went there we in did. the morning. I do not remember that. Because I had a yeah. uh, peanut butter and jelly donut it was great i think it was on our last day because i remember i remember how like um having my bag with me before getting back on the subway which was infinitely confusing and nowhere near <laughs> right. as clear as the sub as uh, as london underground but we'll uh, we'll get to that um so yeah like like matt said we got to our accommodation which was am- amazingly located and literally were there for about an hour had like a quick kind of wash and refresh unpack and then had to go out and meet the new day <laughs> i don't even think we had that long yeah probably it's probably just a dump and go not not the uh the good time <laughs> i think i think we i think we probably had longer than you think it just it felt well, we didn't we didn't know how long it would take to get there like yeah. how long we needed to be there by because um, we, we got late, we were late to access. I, I said the for the the new day were on from eight o'clock onwards. I think it was, and I think we got in at about six o'clock to uh, to the no, apartment because we fucked up. No, that was a, we fucked up whilst we were at access. Getting there, we were all right, but um, yeah, but I think we were late though. We were late to new day because we did oh, we other stuff to begin with. We were late to get there because we were supposed to have. VIP access, and we ended up having to still queue. Hmm. I'm not sure. I can't even remember how. Was that? Did we Uber that one for the first time? Because I remember there. No, we had. We went on the coach. Was that the first time, or was that? No, the first. The first time we got the Uber, because I think we were like it. Yeah, we saw that. I think we didn't get the 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 coach till the next day. Um, like because I remember it being daytime. Um, Probably yeah, so we looked at the, at the amount of money we were spending on transport. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, we, um, I'm gonna go through my WrestleMania album now and try and remember who who we met because we met quite a lot of people, especially um, for that first yeah. day as well when we weren't there. So the first of... day I've got, we met the new day. I met Jimmy Hart. Boy, we yeah, in the shop, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, because uh, we we'd all kind of split up and we were all looking round, and then when we met up, you're like, showed us this picture. Like, oh, I met Jimmy Hart. <laughs> like, son of a bitch, where? He was just walking like, through he's over there, to his table. <laughs> so we met the new day. Uh, um, oh, photo the, the referee, new day, by the way, is great. Tim White. Tim White, yeah, yeah, because Tim uh, White was next to the the new day's like, table, wasn't he? He was just kind yeah, of like in the off bit next to the lion. Was I was like, we have a photo, and he yeah. was like, "Why would you want a photo of me?" <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Timmy White. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we bet uh, Buddy Murphy. 
Buddy, uh, bloody bloody uh, Sonia Deville, we won't go into that. We will go into that. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Son- Sonia Deville, I, so in order of the queue for us to meet her, so we all went up one by one. She was at the end of a, a, lit, a table of people. Uh, but I was first. And I walked up to her and she looked up. She said, hey, oh, I love your hair. I was like, oh, thank you. That's just the method that I, or whatever, I can't remember what I said. But I specifically remember her saying, oh, I love your hair. It's really cool. So after we'd all kind of met and got this thing signed and all that stuff, and when we reconvened at the end of the line, I was like, oh, Sonia Deville told me that, that she loved my hair. And for some reason, neither of you have ever believed me about this. <laughs> I don't know. I 100% believe that she said it. I don't believe she said it for the reasons you think she said it, though. I, I believe she was looking at me over your shoulder. That's what happened. <laughs> Matt seems to think I got it out of some kind of um, make-a-wish sympathy kind of comment. <laughs> um, I don't know. I know I've got a scar from ear to ear, but I mean, I don't think I, I give off that vibe. Maybe after talking to her, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Bit of jet lag. <laughs> Maybe that's what Adam Cole thought. <laughs> When you basically told him he was cute. Yeah, kind of fucking... <laughs> you basically told him he looked great. Abundant. Um, <laughs> this yeah, episode's but... going to be fucking fantastic. Less than about that, though. If only Sonia Deville could see your hair now. <laughs> you what? If only Sonia Deville could see your hair now. I know. And then, uh, after everything. we met them... Oh, we also had to sign a waiver, didn't we? To be on... Uh, Oh, Total Divas. Divas. It's our big TV break. Yeah. I mean, I've been on TV before, but yeah. It's your I'm big TV break. Since. <laughs> yeah, I've not had any, any appearances or bookings since, so I'm available if anyone, if anyone wants wants any bookings. Um, yeah, yeah we, we met quite a few people looking back at the photos on, on that first day. Um, I got I my that, redemption that, photo. We met me. I got my redemption photo with Leah. Yeah. Because my ex I had to delete the other one. And I had a drama with that one as well, didn't I? Oh, you couldn't uh, find it, could you? Oh, yeah. Your your file was like corrupted or something. The photo, because they give you the little slip, don't they, to like go download, go download website. I went to it. I think it either was corrupted or it wasn't me. (laughs) And then uh, I I think yours just wasn't there or something. Yeah, I had to email them to get my uh, to get my picture. It took a couple. Yeah. Mine's well, really good. I really like mine. Yeah, so we met, met Lita. We also met then Intercontinental and now WWE champion Bobby Lashley. And actually, what a nice guy. Very nice, yeah. Very, very tame and friendly. Fucking huge. Be- beefy. Um, we also, we also met, um, met Chad, Chad Gable and Bobby Roode. Robert Roode now these fucking... days. Bobby Roode was a dick. He literally <laughs> didn't say a fucking word. I think I, I, I kind of um, as long as no one is outwardly rude, then I don't really mind it because I understand that like it must be quite shit. Just having to like you, you, you're just standing there meeting loads of people who probably all say similar things. You stand there, hi, nice to meet you, photo, move on. I I do have some sympathy with maybe not being the most enthusiastic. I do appreciate those who go a bit above and beyond. For example, um, I think it was the next day, 
Sami Zayn was lovely. Yeah, um, the B team. Oh my god, B team. Um, and I was going to say this the other day. Actually, do you remember how much Matt loved the B team's Battle Scars theme music? Which was fucking yeah. amazing, and then they cut it <laughs> when so they had unnecessarily really cool music. And looking back on it, I'm pretty sure they only did it just because they were looking through their library of songs and just picked one starting with B and didn't didn't listen to it until like the first couple of times they used it. I was like, wait a minute, this doesn't quite this isn't quite fit. Um but yeah, by that time we we were fully entrenched in B team, B team, go, go, go. Day two access started with cocktail. We had that big and bang it, bang it. Well, that banging breakfast, day... and that's where we found out that Aiden never had an egg before. <laughs> so random. Never had egg as not part of, like, pancake or something like as, as an ingredient of something. Yeah. Um, yeah, that still blows my mind. I think I may have maybe had like scrambled eggs once or something like that, but yeah, I had eggs. Sunny, sunny side up. I think it was. Um, and I think they asked me or something how how I wanted my egg, and I was like, <laughs> "Yeah, we we all just I was like, Ali, yeah, how do I want my egg?" <laughs> <laughs> I was like, um, but yeah, I had like, steak and steak and eggs for breakfast. The first time I think I'd ever had meat for breakfast, really. Do either of you, Jesus, more like bacon? Oh yeah, I suppose. <laughs> <I had steak. laughs> awesome. Do either of you remember the strange name of that that place um, we ate? No, but I will show you a picture that I found fantastic in the bathroom. Um, no, because it was right next to it was right uh, right next to Access, wasn't it? It, it was nearby. Just, yeah, it was, we got the taxi there and then walked to Access. Was, but no, I don't like, remember the name. It was lucky because it was freezing and pissing it down. Um, it was Fort Defiance, which I thought was a strange name for a little restaurant slash pub slash bar slash grocery store. Um, but yeah, no, great food. Grocery, even better wallpaper. So this was the wallpaper in the um bathroom so the bottom bit had been ripped off but someone thought i'm just gonna draw it back on <laughs> <laughs> i mean oh. absolutely fantastic i mean it's, yeah, you wouldn't know unless yeah if you, if you didn't yeah, already know I told you, you would not know <laughs> well um before we got there um the start the start of our second day actually started with our little t-shirt reveal Oh, Jesus. I forgot about oh, that. Jesus. For those of you who, who, who don't know, um, in the in the lead-up to WrestleMania, we, we set um, ourselves a little This kind is of my fucking stupid idea as well. <laughs> as a fun, I think we were just looking at it. Like, I think there was a shit shirt that was on the WWE shop. And we basically came up, uh, well, Matt came up with the idea for, um, let's buy buy each other so one of us will pick someone else in the group and we'll buy that person a shitty wrestling t-shirt and we won't reveal it to them until we get to wrestlemania and you have to wear it on one of the nights um so yeah cut to our, our morning of day one and we thought we decided to do the day reveal so i think ali you got me i got matt and, and matt i got, got ali, ali. Yeah. so um yeah, I spent hours and hours trolling, um, going, going scrolling through the WWE shop website, and I found a horrendous T-shirt <laughs> from Natalia. Don't know if anyone's ever seen it, but it's basically 
a picture. I don't know if it's a picture of her cat, two paws. There's a picture of a cat with like colours and arms and lasers coming out of his eyes that say, paws out, claws out, it's mail time. <laughs> there you this go. Design. <laughs> and, uh, if you wanted to know how Matt felt about the uh, situation, that's how he felt about the situation. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. it wasn't the worst out of the three. Wasn't the worst out of the three. I, I was annoyed that, that regardless of... Um, I've, I thought the, the best thing about it would be as Matt is the, the largest one of us, that the print would get larger and larger with the shirt. But the print stays the same regardless of size. So I've just got this shirt, but with a tiny print in the middle, which <laughs> Matt got away with in the end because it could have been a whole lot worse. Could have um, been, yeah, it could have been brightly coloured. It could have been <laughs> brightly coloured. Which is what Ali ended up with. <laughs> a, um, a bright yellow Bailey's Gonna Hug You t-shirt. I mean... Ali, do, you, do you still wear that on the regular? Oh yeah, all the time, yeah. I can't, can't get it off me. I've I mean, still got mine, to be fair. I've still I'm got still it. in my cupboard. What annoys me the most about that t-shirt is the fact that it's so damn comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> That feels really nice, but um, Jesus, yellow is not a colour. You see, I mean, come on. Yeah, <laughs> it's a hard T-shirt to pull off. I mean, you've I got know. yellow, you've got neon blue, some neon hot pink, and some green. <clears throat> you've got a smiley face with a side ponytail hugging itself. I mean, it's the essence of the valley, really. At the end of the day, captures my form perfectly. Yeah. I mean, I think I won hands down. I won. I'd agree. Ali, the one I ended up with, luckily, same same with Matt's, it was black, just with a, a design in the middle. I think um, Ali m- kind of misunderstood the concept. <laughs> Didn't quite get the full spirit of it, whereas, whereas Matt and I were going for just gearing, just, just really shit. <laughs> just a shirt that you just wouldn't want to wear for like looks alone. Ali was going more based off the fact of people I don't like. Um, originally, the thing, the, the shirt that I wanted to get, Matt, which they stopped selling on the WWE shop at the time, was Thank I wanted to Lord. get a <laughs> a red Bremode T-shirt. Thank the Lord, <laughs> which I thought would have been amazing, and then yeah, they they stopped doing it, which was a. a if you've got me that, then by far you would have won. No, that honestly, I would have been. The, I, I looked on eBay and thought about. Um, like I thought about cheating it a little bit, but I thought I'll stick to what's on the shop in case they look. Stick to the rules. That was um, part of the rules, yeah. So that being said, didn't we? Ali we all got up, to veto one as well. I vetoed Nia Jax. Yeah, yeah you vetoed, and I think we all did a, a central veto on Hulk Hogan. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think I vetoed the Bellas because I just didn't want to be walking around sporting some Bella merch, but. Um, yeah, because yeah, I was like, oh shit, yeah. <laughs> didn't, didn't Frankie used to have a, a Bremode t shirt? Still does, yeah, never wears it. <laughs> no. I don't know why, I think it was purely based off total divas. You, um, you end up with a No Way Jose t shirt. So I ended I, up with No Way Jose. It wasn't the most ghastly looking, but aside from the, the just the fact that you really hated No Way Jose, um, I like. I really like the fact that it just says "Shake your maracas" on the front of it. <laughs> yeah, it's just a cartoon version of him with giant maracas saying "Shake your maracas." And I thought that might I be had... quite fun. You walking down the street, people looking at your top, just going, "Why would I shake my maracas?" <laughs> but to it's... be fair, no one even looked at us twice. No, I mean, when you put it in a wrestling context, 
everyone's wearing these kind of things. Some people are dressed up as wrestlers. So at the end of the day, no one, there's no one but Do you us. Know what we should have, should have done? We should have worn them home. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. I think one thing we didn't prepare for um, when it came to the idea of wearing these t-shirts was just how bloody cold it was going to be. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it was a theme early, of the weekend, wasn't it? Yeah. Early April in New York, mainly. Um, and it would, it was very rainy a lot. It was quite cold and windy. And then it would also get to about 22, 23 degrees while we're strolling around the cities of Manhattan, uh, the streets of Manhattan, um, which just made it very difficult to dress for. <laughs> um, but yeah, th- those were, those were the shirts we ended up with. I, until literally three weeks ago, started this month, I, I did a clear out of about half of the clothes that I've got. I chucked that one because I've not worn it once since WrestleMania. It was just I mean, I haven't worn mine, but it's just memories, guys. Come on, memories. memories yeah. I in the new. I moved with mine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you literally take you. You had a choice to easily throw it away, but you decided to keep it, which is uh, admirable in a way. Um, but yeah, then we move on to day two in uh, Access, where according to my pictures, we, we met know. a lot of people. Shinsuke. Uh, Shinsuke, Dana Brooke, who was very nice. Dana so Brooke was, wearing a sling after on I TV. I feel really anyway. bad. Go on, Shinsuke tried to talk to me and I completely ignored him. <laughs> you big-timed him. No, I didn't know he was talking to me. I thought he was talking to Ali. And Ali was like, he's talking to you. I was like, oh, hello, what? <laughs> <laughs> he was over it by that point. Yeah, I think they, he asked us where we come from. Yeah, I don't remember speaking to Shinsuke. I remember speaking to Dana, uh, Dana Brooke because she was wearing a sling because um, I don't know if it was, was real or not, but on the on the, the Raw the week before, um, she got beaten up by... Well, she challenged Ronda Rousey and got beaten up. And I actually think it was real because she did it. When we first saw her, she didn't have it on and then she put it on. Well, the way she was selling it on the show, I remember saying to her at the time, I was like, I, I felt like you like you got legitimately injured because you sold it like so convincingly. She was like, yeah, it really hurt. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, w- I wouldn't be surprised if that was a full-on legit injury. Um, same same table, we met Cedric Alexander. Yeah, um, I met him twice chat, that chat with him. Um, and we also got to see a little bit of um, NXT... NXT UK action, uh, according to my pictures, anyway. Can't really tell who it is. I think that's Mark. Yeah, Mark Andrews and oh, uh, Aria Davari. Got to watch a couple of matches in the little ring era that they had set up. That we watched a few things in. That's where, that's where we lost Matt. Yeah, because you said I'll meet you back here, and then you just fucked off into that area. Not true. Not true. Hundred percent true. Remember. I don't know where uh, you would have gone without us. Or, I went or, or to get versa. a drink. The massive thing. There was that, there was that van that was doing banging. like lemonade or something. Yeah, and then I no, tried to massive. find you and you were gone. Huge absence of alcohol, in my my opinion, at Axis. Wait, might have made there was them no alcohol, past. was there? That's what I missed. Yeah, um, listen, I suppose you don't really want you only want drunk drunken fans meeting yeah. the wrestlers and uh probably probably the biggest um insult of the entire weekend 
was the fact that um, after you queue up to see certain people or even some of the tables, they were giving out body spray. Free. <laughs> How much Free of body that spray. shit? Did I have to leave so much of that shit. I don't know, I've still, yeah, I've still got two of them in, in my wardrobe. I've still got two of them. I wear them fairly regularly. Um, sneak these liquids into our little clear bags to get on the plane. <laughs> yeah, tap, tap out, tap out body spray, um, and you know they were giving them away for free. A lot of them, and yet loads of wrestling fans still stink. <laughs> it was. I don't, yeah, don't get it. Like actively repelling the uh, deodorant or the, the the body spray. It was weird. But then um, one thing I was just going to say about access. So for anybody who hasn't been to an access and is thinking of going, um, firstly, I definitely recommend it. It's a long ass day. But there is a, there's more to do there as well than just meeting people. There's yeah. things to see. There's, there's things to do if you're that way inclined. If if I was to recommend it, I would say go at least three times. Because yeah. in one time, you won't get to see everything. In two times, you'll be like, oh, I wish I'd have done this more. I wish I'd have done that. Three times, you probably get to see enough and get to meet enough people. And you also don't get to just go for, like, all of Saturday, for example. You get, like, Saturday morning. You have to pay for the Saturday morning, and then you have to pay for Saturday afternoon, like, separate the or only, if you want The to. only thing I regret is that we didn't go on the Monday. Yeah. Oh yeah, they had, but they had, yeah they had good one. I remember them having good ones, and then being like, "Oh man, like, we're in Manchester yeah, Square Garden." Much they're like, "Oh, all of NXT." <laughs> but I think the the attitude we had was we didn't want to go Monday morning, the night after WrestleMania, because we knew that it was going to be a very late night, and it turned out to be correct because we didn't get home for about two hours after the show finished. <laughs> we didn't leave the show until about one a.m. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The fucking the final bell didn't ring until about one a.m. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so also on my pictures from that day, we've got Mandy Rose, who was very, very standoffish. Very um, quiet, yeah. Also got Jack, Jack Gallagher. Gallagher. Um, Gallus, who, uh, when I, as we pose with our, our the arms crossed like this, um, when I initially stepped back to kind of do that, I, I almost fell back through the curtain. <laughs> Which, um, I actually look like I'm part of it. <laughs> I could quite easily yeah. get away with being in there. In a way, yeah. Um, but they, they were quite nice about it. Um, also met Zelina Vega, who's tiny. Now, pale Trinidad, of course. Um, she was she was amazing. We also got B-Team and uh, Drew Gulak, who I remember being quite nice as well. Yeah. No, he didn't speak to me. Yeah, I remember saying, I remember this was a time you spent, because this is what you do when you go around, because there's, again, for people who haven't been to Access, there's two different types of meeting people that you get. Meeting at signing tables and, and photo opportunity, don't you? And so that when you go into the photo opportunities, when you go into the line, most of the time you have no idea who you're going to be meeting anyway. So even... Yeah, they literally the flash point, it up. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're past that screen, when you're in the queue yeah, and they change There's a it, screen at the front of the line and then there's kind of like curtains separating yeah. like creating mini rooms in a way to just have one person in that little area so yeah when yes. you walk through sometimes you don't know who the next person is exactly sometimes you just be walking through a curtain and being like oh it's you <laughs> it's, um yeah so it's strange it's a strange scenario to be in the queue there's a lot of like rumor and whispering going on when you're at access yeah um, 
and that we 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 found out the hard way that you know people turn up when they're not scheduled to or don't turn up when they well, are don't turn up to when they're scheduled to and moving fees for your access so i just my advice would be be prepared to maybe not see someone that you're dead set on seeing or meeting because they may firstly not be there secondly the queue might be too long or you might just miss out on time um but keep your options open and go see other stuff because there's so much other so much other stuff so many other people to meet and generally speaking the unexpected ones are the ones that you actually come away with the nicest memories of yeah that's, that's what i was gonna say don't um the one of the pieces of advice i would give would be don't just set your mind on seeing certain people and then not seeing others just because you don't really care there's a lot of wrestlers who i think really care about or don't really know anything about or whatever like didn't didn't be like oh when i go to access i want to meet them but yeah ended up oh, going to get a picture of them and sometimes having a quick nice little chat for the the very small limited amount of time that they've got i feel yeah. that i went to access and i wanted to meet certain people and probably didn't meet the people i wanted to mm. but the people that i did meet were amazing yeah i mean like because didn't um didn't drew gulak say something about your hair because i think i met him first and then you came through after me and he was like hey you've got the same hair like are you brothers or something like that and it was just like first and he said nothing to me <laughs> i was like nice to meet you and he completely blanked me and then to be friendly I stood there in a the pose, and he was like, "Great pose," and then like ignored me again. I was like, "What the fuck is wrong with you?" So, according to my according to my photos, they, those were all the people that we met that night before we headed over later that night to our first event at the oh. Barclays, which was uh, Takeover. What an emotional roller coaster! What an emotional roller coaster! What a wow. show in general! Look, I watched it back last week. And I'm telling you now, it's still the best takeover they've done, I think. It's, it's the... Because I've only... In terms of WWE shows, um, other than, I think, like, Insurrection 2000 or something like that, um, all the other things I've really gone to have been house shows. Um, nothing really ever really happens at house shows. That's the joy of being a UK fan, right? Yeah. Um, so this is the first real show that I've been to as, as an adult um that had any kind of importance and was going out live across the world on tv um and just it was the one i think i was looking forward to for, from a wrestling perspective most throughout the weekend purely for atmosphere because nxt takeover atmosphere is always good you just it's not the same at, at a raw or smackdown it's just a bit more kind of uh for lack of a better word raw yeah um so yeah, I just wanted to be part of a crowd, and I, I kind of made a conscious decision to, because um, I think we all do as as British people and just the kind of people that we are. You kind of stay like within yourself in a way. You don't you don't want to kind of you don't want to embarrass yourself. You don't want to come across as silly or whatever. But I kind of made a conscious decision that for NXT Takeover release, I'm just going to let myself get fully in, uh, involved. I'm going to let myself get sucked in. Um, it well yeah. Uh, yeah. A couple of years, a couple of years for for twenty five. <laughs> um, and yeah, it it really helps when you just kind of put put the kind of I guess um, uh, not insecurities, but when you just put it aside that like, oh, what if anyone judges me or whatever? Because everyone's there for the same reason. Um, it's not always the same for a house show. Uh, that yeah, when you're surrounded by like the kids or whatever. 
Um, so uh, yeah, it was it was a really good show in general, and, and Matt in particular had a um, very emotional and troubling evening. I mean, if I was a betting man, I'd have lost a lot of money that night. <laughs> so for context, um, Matt is a huge fan of Pete Dunne. Um, as we all are, 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 all are quite big fans of him and, and, and his work. Borderline stalker. Borderline <laughs> <laughs> stalker, yes. At this point, Matt has seen Pete Dunne at various shows across the UK <laughs> in quite a short span of time, I think it was. It was only about six months. It had been about six different times. <laughs> he definitely knew who I was at that point. <laughs> you met him at Toys R Us or something, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, Smith Toys, yep. Definitely Smith did. Toys, that was it. Uh, warehouse um, in Warburton. Oh, yeah. And at two more events in Coventry. <laughs> Trent Seven, by the way, apparently complimented Matt's beard, and not once have I ever doubted the, that, he, that he said it or the question, or the reasoning why. Because um, have yeah. you seen my beard that day? Jesus. <laughs> but, uh, so, so, yeah, anyway, for, for those who don't know or can't remember, Matt, um, Pete Dunne was defending his uh, NXT UK Championship, which he's had for like over 500 days or something at that point against Walter um, and it was a it was a bit of a slow burner to begin with I think the crowd were kind of a little bit cold to it because I don't know how like how many of them really knew much about either of these guys but then the more you got into the match the more the crowd get into the match was always a good a sign of a good show um, Matt more so than others because you just was so so invested because for all of these shows we all had our predictions and stuff and between ourselves as to who was going to win what and yeah Matt had predicted that Pete Dunne was going to keep the title and it, it didn't end up that way it wasn't just a prediction though was it it was a it was a heartfelt like need for Pete Dunne to retain a title visceral um, I love the fact that be it, it might have been the next day or a couple of days after that that Matt had to go and meet Walter as well at access with the UK <laughs> title belt <laughs> yeah <laughs> fucking arsehole <laughs> I think because when they when they publish who's going to kind of be there in advance or something, they they just have like UK champion as slot or something rather than specifically Pete Dunne or Walter. Mm. Um, so yeah, <laughs> that uh, I think that just uh, that meeting was a little bit frosty. Yeah, well, um, oh. as for takeover itself, absolutely brilliant experience. I think for the first. Sort of wrestling. I can't remember if that was. It was that a Friday night takeover. Thursday night. Thursday. Night, Thursday yeah. because. And then Friday was uh, all of fame. Friday was fame. Yeah. No, it, was there nothing on Saturday? No, no, there was one every night. So I'm wondering whether it was takeover Friday, Hall of Fame. Saturday, it must have been Friday. Saturday was. Hall of Fame. Yeah. Yeah, because um, for the first sort of wrestling meet so to speak of the weekend what a way to like start the weekend it was absolutely brilliant um also you kind of make a little bit of a rod for your own back because you're you're kind of hoping everything's going to be like that for the rest of the weekend yeah it's part yeah it's part of the issue that i find with nxt shows in general is that the first matches and stuff are always really good so then all of the matches have to live up to that standard and the ones that don't quite meet it then tend to look a lot worse than i think they actually are in isolation um but you look at you look at the roster that night and how many of them have gone on are now on the main roster. Well, we got to give Alistair Black and Ricochet their NXT send-off. Yeah, um, which was against amazing. Against the, the War Raiders at the time. Um, 
and then yeah, they've subsequently gone up to 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 Raw as well. Um, Matt Riddle. So got Matt Riddle versus uh, was it Roger Dream. Velveteen Dream. That was it. Uh, for the for the North America Championship, so so just riddle these days. Um, he's a uh, he's gone on to do things like forgetting his lines. Um, the women's four way. Yeah, Shayna Baszler is now on the main roster. Io Shirai before her, her initial heel turn. Bianca Belair has gone on to to challenge Sasha this year after winning the Royal Rumble, so she's done all right for herself. And Kyrie Sane, who uh, a fairly decent run. And subsequently retired. Um, at least maybe for now, who knows? To take on a bit more of an ambassadorial role for Japan. Um, and then we had, yeah, we had the UK title match. And then also, I don't think there was anything else other than the Adam Cole and Johnny Gargano main event. Which was two out of three falls. I mean, that, that main event alone could have... I could have just watched that all weekend and been like, "Yep, I'm good with that." That's that's a, I'm happy. We got to see the like finally the coronation of Johnny Gargano as NXT champion that he'd been chasing at that point for over a year. Yeah, um, I didn't want that though. As the unfortunate, um, the, I guess the plan was him and and uh, Champa. Champa had to pull out just weeks before Mania with. Uh, I think with another neck injury, I think it was, or his knee, I think it was. Yeah, to have neck surgery, didn't he? Yeah, it was his neck. Um, but he came out at the end and did, did like a hug with him and Candice and stuff, which is quite quite nice to see at the top of the ramp. Um, but yeah, that match, in, in, uh, so many points at that match, I thought it was finished. I got sucked in so many times. From looking back at it after, I mean, I've come back and thought, hmm. Yeah, probably did too many kickouts. <laughs> a bit it made Gargano look a bit invincible, but there was a period of NXT where they did that. But you know, you can forgive it when you're in the crowd at the time. Yeah. I can forgive it now. I think it still think it holds up as one of the best main events they've done. Yeah, it's, it's probably a bit of a shame for Gargano's sake that um, is is the kind of character that he is that he. Um, He's probably better in the chase than he is as the, the holder. And he ended up losing the title only about a month and a bit later. Um, but yeah, overall, the, the TakeOver show was the, the best wrestling show that I'd ever been to at that point and probably since. Um, but yeah, very, very good night, I think, and good start to our um, long weekend of wrestling at the Barclays. I think, what I think we, I, what may have, I may have peaked. <laughs> when it went a bit too hard, yeah. Next, next time we go, we'll be, be better prepared. I think what we quickly established was that if you you go to a um, an event, that's, I think you have to be there by like seven ish. Um, so you don't generally have a lot of time, especially when you're out of access and you're rushing around. You don't have a lot of time to eat, um, and you don't really want to be in too much at the arena because it's ridiculous yeah, price. Ridiculously expensive. I think what we quickly learned was because you, you, you try and get some food in before you go, but it's not a massive amount. You have some drinks or you, you, it's hours long anyway, take over. And then you get home and you, you're starving. <laughs> and then you're starving. like, right. Now you're also, <laughs> you're, you're also, yeah, you're wired, but you're, you're drained, mm. but you're, yeah, you're running you're, on a bit of adrenaline. And when that wears off, you crash hard. Mm. 
Yeah, I, I can remember like every day eating and then being like, better. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, we'd be so... ordering food at like half 11 at night to come to the apartment. We're just like, why yeah. am I eating at this time? <laughs> I'm just so glad that we were within a three or four minute walking distance and we didn't have to oh. like, go and go and get a long taxi home or, or whatever. Or I, can remember, hotel. Subway. I can remember us saying, oh, yeah, we'll go to the bar after and everything. By the time you come out of there, you're like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> but we had all these plans like we'll go to the, we'll go to my man's bar before we're on the way there and then we'll come out and we'll go back there and we'll have some drinks for the wrestling fans will be great we'll listen to all the wrestling music and every time we walked past it was bloody rammed anyway and we were just like oh, can't be asked. <laughs> yeah can't be asked with that yeah can't be asked. yeah there was a lot there was a lot of that um but like yeah we, we we were in a good location we had a shop at the end of our street where we can go get some food or there, there was a pizza place just next to it as well Pizza place um, was good. So, well, yeah, it was. Um, part of me wishes I sometimes took a bit more advantage of kind of being there and and doing a bit more. But then part of me remembers being there and being like, oh, I can't be fucked. <laughs> um, we didn't. We literally had no time to do anything. It was all wrestling. Yeah. yeah, it was all we we had that kind of one afternoon or two afternoons that we could get really of kind of free time. Um, where you then like go into New York and do some stuff and do a bit of sightseeing, but there's nowhere near enough time to do proper sightseeing. You only really get to do one or two things in an afternoon. Um, I think the thing we did most often, other than go to wrestling shows or access, was go to Hooters. <laughs> I mean, who or, or that, Hooters though? Or that Wings place where you know you have to queue up upstairs. Yeah. Oh yeah. But I thought yeah, Wild Wings. Which I've also found out they have in Mexico. Nice. There you go. They won't, they won't know what's hitting that. <laughs> they will not know what's hitting Do you remember getting <laughs> a, um, do you remember getting McDonald's delivered at like almost midnight? And they forgot and, Ali's drink. And they forgot Ali's drink. So Ali complained and they were like, oh, we'll bring you another one. And then they never did. And then gave him a refund for like $1.99 like a week <laughs> after. <laughs> yeah, it was great. Um, I mean, I was still thirsty, but at least it was a dollar better off. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. Swings and roundabouts. Um, so, yeah, but back to access. There's, there's a lot of cool things to see outside of meeting people. There's, um, for, if, if it's the kind of thing you're interested in, there was like a do your own entrance kind of, um, area where all Which, day, if you go day, more than three times, gets really fucking annoying. <laughs> yeah, all day, every day, playing music very loudly right in the centre of of where it is hold on um, hold on one second carry on talking and i'll just get something up there's only like a short a list like, of songs that they would really play say, yeah the like same, list of songs wasn't eight, very long <laughs> same eight to ten songs really um and every now and then there'd be one that we hadn't heard in the last 20 minutes we'd be like oh thank god <laughs> um but it's, yeah it's incessant isn't it it's all day but it, yeah it's, it's a thing a thing for the kids really made their engines but it turned out to be a lot more adults probably, probably but yeah it's a uh, it wasn't for me but um, it's the sort of thing that i think to myself before i go like oh we should i really want to do that let's all do that that'll be really cool and then i get there and i think i'm gonna like a right creek i'm not doing it yeah <laughs> so i see someone doing it and i'm like oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not how many that. times that's not cool <laughs> did we hear this <laughs> One, yeah more times than we hear it these days on TV. That's true. 
Yeah, um, no, so much of that. Yeah, literally so... was just the same thing over and over. One, you know, for fuck's sake, do another one. <laughs> so yeah, here we are. No, on... not, not Stone Cold. <laughs> yeah, definitely here not the Rock. On on Sunday, so WrestleMania Day. No, not Sunday. Sorry, Saturday. Saturday. Um, so Hall, Hall of, of Fame, Fame Day. Day. We we go to access. There's, so yeah, this thing there was like a championship exhibit, which is quite cool. We get to see a lot of a lot of old ring gear and entrance gear and stuff like that. Um, Did you take photos of that? Because I really haven't got any photos of anything out yeah, from. Just looking through, I've got a lot of Triple H's old stuff. Because um, I think there, there was a DX area, because um, it was the year yeah, that they were going in the Hall of Fame. Going so of fame. There, there was a lot of um, there was a lot of Triple H. There's like I've got um, his his gown and his European Championship. I've got his setup in the Intercontinental. Uh, I've got his King of the Ring crown. I've got his knee pads, WWF Championship belt. I've got quite a lot. Um, yeah, so we met uh, Marcel Bartel and Fabian Eichner. Ricky the Dragon Steamboat was probably the first, uh, outside of, I guess, Lita and Tim, Tim White in a way, probably the first legend of the weekend. That, that at least I've got pictures of. Yeah, probably yeah. the first one we met. We met like Ron Simmons and that, didn't we? But I think, yeah, he might have been the first one. We've got Sami Zayn with his, his normal beard and short hair. Um, also got Alexa Bliss. Do you, do you remember the fight that kicked off before we met Alexa Bliss? Uh, was it something like someone cutting in the line or something like that? I don't know, but Ali's frozen. Yeah, <laughs> oh, he's gone weird. Oh, he's back. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I lost you. Do you, do you um, remember the fight before we met Alexa Bliss? The fight? Yeah, there was a fight between two blokes. Was there? I don't recall yeah. anything specific, but I, I imagine it's probably something to do with like queue jumping or or whatever. Um, she was one of the nicest people we met at the weekend. Alexa weekend. Bliss, yeah. And we've also got Humberto Carrillo. Um, yeah, got the... Kyla Riley and Bobby Fish. Yeah, who you pissed off before I met them. Me? Someone said to them, you did well last night, and then they got right moody, and I got the moody picture after. I think I might have said something like, oh, unlucky about the result or hard luck or something like that. But like in my picture, like Kyle O'Reilly's got a banged up eye, to be fair. Um, should I hold it up to the camera? So I, I'm there smiling. Spent ages, I remember us in the line, ages practising how to do the, the hand side. <laughs> yeah, in the end, like, Kyle O'Reilly, it's quite blurry. But yeah, he, looked, um, he didn't look too happy. But I, I, I assume that might have been the kind of character for the night. Yeah, your photo is the exact same as mine, so I wouldn't worry. Um, I also met the B team again. Got a bit of a more casual. Which was photo the weirdest then. photo ever. Because <laughs> yeah. we wanted to do it as a group, didn't we? And they were like, yeah. oh, I don't know if we'll get you all in. Mine yeah. Eight. They were just so, they just so up for anything, weren't they? Yeah. Well, I can remember Got quite vividly of, um, Curtis Axel, Curtis Axel literally like jumping on me. And going, is this good enough? I was like, what are you doing? Um, Winan also met the Godfather, another legend. Oh, he was amazing. And also, Teddy Long. Um, with the, my least favourite photo of the weekend. Uh, yeah, you look pregnant. Because, because for some reason, my, my, fucking, my stomach looks huge. I, I must have been bloated with all the arena food that, that we'd been having at that point. 
Um, but yeah, the it's you know not a flattering photo of me at all. I'm just looking now. Do you remember? You must remember this, Aiden. That Ali was like, I don't know how to stand. And every photo he's got his hand, either like in or trying to get in his pocket. <laughs> yeah, it's like just outside or like <laughs> thumb in. Yeah, that's so awkward. Like, I hate fake like front on photos. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, it's just weird if you I can't be awkward with that because you, you have to have them. <laughs> There's no choice. We well, also made a uh, pretty good one with the revival. Now, now FTR, um, where yeah. they've got um, Scott Dawson, as he used to be known, has got Matt in headlock. I'm kind of, I think um, Dash is kind of giving me a headlock, but it just kind of looks like we're hugging. Um, and then, yeah, Ali just standing in the middle. <laughs> yeah, <Ali's> like, yeah. <laughs> on his own. I'm here. <laughs> I've got a show. I'll just play the camera, but it's just going to look blurry. But there you go. <laughs> yeah, I'll just stop it. I'll just stop it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we should uh, probably put all these up like, as a, like, a monster. Yeah, I was going to say, I'll, I'll put them out on, on, on Twitter, some of the ones we're talking about. One of my um, favourites from that day, actually, I think it was later on in the day, was one of Matt on his own with, uh, with Street Profit. Yeah, that's <laughs> no, the only that, one you met then. That really annoyed me because he's. Um, <laughs> I think he's pulling me back. <laughs> I think he pulled it really off balance. Yeah. But it looks Didn't like they say something about your title it? or something? Yeah, yeah. Montez Ford's yeah. like possessed by it as he's looking at it. Yeah, he was like, oh, champion, are we? I was like, <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I had that one, um, that photo. But yeah, that would be a good one to post. Um, and yeah, then then we are who we are at. Um, we make our way over back to the Barclays for the Hall of Fame, which. Ended up, I guess, being quite an infamous one in the end. Yeah. Um, for maybe something... it's why no one's allowed to go to wrestling anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah this is why they, they've still not opened it up to fans yet. Um, so we're going through, and um, they, they'd revised the format this year, um, and we were on the side opposite to the hard cam. So what you could see was that the, um, the in- inductees were reading off a teleprompter so they'd obviously had like given in their speeches basically and were and were timed yeah, because you the tell, year before fucking he'll um, be jim just fucking get going yeah but that, that happens quite a lot to be fair sometimes you get the speech I, I can't remember who it was but i remember one um i think the year before um where yeah is going on for about 45 minutes and it was just like oh jesus like come on um, and yeah, these ones were kind of no more than really about 10 minutes each, apart from when it came to like DX and stuff at the end. Um, but we had a pretty, um, a pretty decent lineup, I think. I remember having Tory Wilson inducted by Stacey Kiebler, which is always nice to see. The Honky Tonk um, Man. Honky Tonk Man. We had... The Heart we, Foundation. We'll, we'll get, yeah, we'll get to the Heart Foundation in a minute. We also had DX and who am I missing? Am I really oh. dark? Look really dark. Yeah, you're going to get yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, Who else are you missing? I can't remember. Oh, yeah. 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 I think that was it. That was it. Let me just have a yeah, look. I think just it was. Looking. Yeah. Just looking. Honky Tonk Man, Tory Wilson, Bruce Barbie, Kate, DX, Harlem Heat. Ah, uh, yes. 
uh, Heart Foundation, and then Sue Sue Aitchinson for the Warrior Award. Um, so let's let's talk about it. Heart Foundation. Um, Bret Hart doing his speech. He, he's there with with Natalia alongside him. I think was the one who who inducted them. Yeah, um, yeah. And so here, here we are. The speech has been going on for a few minutes at this point, and you see a bit of. Um, so we were kind of mid midway up. We were in like the lower level, but relatively um, high up towards the level. And um, you could see down by the kind of barrier side, um, opposite hard camps so on the same side that we were, there was a bit of commotion and someone had hopped the barrier and was sprinting towards the ring. And well, we saw all of it, didn't we? It wasn't because a lot of people... Yeah, we could saw... see it coming before really anyone had reacted. Because um, we were quite high up and we were on that side. Um, and yeah, this, this man sprints into the ring full speed. He wasn't a man, was he? Well, this person is a prick. boy. Um, sprints into the ring full speed and just goes for Bret Hart. 60-whatever-year-old Bret Hart. Stroke survivor, prostate cancer survivor. Um, goes for Bret Hart, takes him down to the ground. Uh, and it wasn't really until he he just he kind he just got into the ring where anyone really started to react. So he takes Bret Hart to the ground, and I remember from a crowd perspective there being a bit like, "What the fuck is going on?" Like, yeah, it was a bit like, "Whoa, this, what the fuck?" Because like I think for a brief second it was kind of like I wouldn't be surprised. Some people thought like, "Oh, there's like some action." You know, like a story, a work, a story, and it very quickly turned into when you see the reaction of the the wrestlers and the the crew and all that. Well, kind the of first stuff. person who like literally jumped in the ring was Ronda Rousey's boyfriend, weren't it? Yeah, Ronda Rousey's boyfriend, um, Maria Menounos. <laughs> Maria Menounos is one of the first ones. Looking back at footage and stuff, um, Shane McMahon. Shane McMahon get uh, was uh, I think the first one really to get in the ring. Um, but yeah, a, a huge group of people. Um, rush to 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 get this man off, basically to get him off and carry him off. And some people got some good shots in. Dash Wilder, Dash Wilder, Dash Wilder shot. Wow! As as he's kind of being carried off down down the, the kind of alleyway and stuff by security and stuff, he just turns around and fucking clocks him and to the point where everyone was like, "Oh!" Like everyone reacted. <laughs> Damn! It was so clear to see. Um, but yeah, while there's like a big huge commotion going on and stuff, and I was so confused. I remember Drake Maverick getting on the microphone and being like, "Like, don't fucking pay any attention to this prick." Like, yeah, the fuck that like, guy. Yeah, like yeah, fuck, fuck this guy. Like, don't don't let this ruin your night. Like, let's just, just move on. Let's just get on with it and do what we're here for and pay our respects and all that kind of stuff. Um, it was just so weird, and that the energy because then Bret Hart really kind of had to, the energy, didn't it? Yeah, because he had to kind of dust himself down. Everyone was making sure he's all right, dust himself down. And then he had to finish his speech for the next couple of minutes. I remember him making a kind of joke or something like, oh, like, that's the kind of reaction we used to get back in the 80s or something like yeah. that for a quick joke. But it was just kind of like, I can't really focus now, for the, at least for the next couple of minutes. Have you watched the Hall of Fame on the network? It's the weirdest thing because you're watching it. It's just a big cut. And yeah. his hair is all straight. And like slick back, and then it just cuts, and his hair's all ruffled, and you're like, "Well, that happened after." <laughs> yeah, I, I think we said it at the time, didn't we? We did. We actually recorded an episode while we were out there. It was the night after this, and it was, I've just never ever felt so 
like just dejected and pissed off. Like, yeah, I remember after the break, like, about wrestling. <laughs> after they'd finished the speeches and they were kind of in between bits, I remember us kind of just turning to each other and being like, oh, I'm just, I'm so, so yeah. angry. I was it. really annoyed like, for Natalia because that's her dad going in the Hall of Fame and all she's going to remember is someone attacking Bret Hart. Hmm. I think it, it, it sounds stupid, but there's like certain people where you you just hold them in such a high regard that you see someone like that happen. Because for Bret Hart, like as you said, Aiden, he's like a prostate cancer survivor. He's in his 60s. You know, he's not in the greatest mental uh, medical condition. Um, you know, that could have been potentially really harmful for him. But also, probably pretty embarrassing um, yeah. to be taken down like that as a wrestler, as someone who prides himself on being legit as well. Um, pretty embarrassing. But like, as you say, he's in his 60s, and there's no way he would have seen it coming. Um, and I'm pretty sure he would have been able to handle himself. But, you know, probably the shock of it. So... I just felt really bad for him and Natalia as well. Um, and just, uh, I felt like almost ashamed to be associated with Zachary Madsen. That fan. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I remember, um, I'm just going to send you one of, I'm going to send you, the, just sending you again right now, the video of Dash Wilder's punch on the guy. Um, Cause I remember going, I sent some videos to, uh, to Twitter um, the, the, the night of or the day after of like fan shots and stuff like that. Um, but I remember us talking about the next the next day. I remember saying, um, "I I wouldn't be surprised if they changed stuff from now on because the way they'd set it up was they were in the ring rather than at the top of the stage like they were before. They were in the ring in the middle of the in the middle of the arena, and they didn't have ropes on most of the sides. And, and um, yeah, I, I remember saying I wouldn't be surprised if they changed the format or keep it." like they used to have it where it wasn't in front of fans or whatever little did i know obviously that fans wouldn't be allowed in ever again for anything um but yeah i just remember thinking oh, like that's just so annoying the way they did it though was so good like that have like three quarters of the ring like yeah it makes sense to do it ring. in the ring that, an that's what they're famous for like when you think of it just from a from a um i guess uh um what's the word like a visual point of view yeah, like visual, it, it's just what it represents. That they, they made their career in the ring, um, and so they leave it they there that in, night. That's where they should get inducted. Um, so I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm fine with them doing it that way. And um, yeah, it was just a shame. And then I remember the, obviously the next day, you're kind of reading about it and looking up, and you hear stuff about this guy that he's apparently uh, um, some sort of like MMA fighter who'd done some stuff before. Um, I think he was a guy who previously. Um, he like interrupted a Seth Rollins entrance or something back in the day, and he'd done a few little kind of stunts and stuff before. Um, and yeah, who, who knows what his plan was? If it was anything more than just to do something stupid to get attention or whatever. But um, yeah, I. Uh, but what is what is your thinking? You get into a you get into a ring surrounded with, by a lot of big by people. A, yeah, a lot of wrestlers who genuinely could kick your ass. Yeah. Who know but how then, to fight in some form. Even if it wasn't there, you've got fans that would potentially kick your ass as well. Like, if I was ground level, I'd have kicked the shit out of him. And, yeah. Yeah, and plus security guards like, as well. Like, <laughs> I, wouldn't, 
I wouldn't have been surprised if a lot of the, the lot of the wrestlers were like, keep this guy in a room till the end of the show, and then just let us yeah. all keep speak to him. Please. Speak to him one by one. We'll we'll uh, reason with him. Um, but yeah, so that that was the kind of um, o- overriding memory of the Hall of Fame, really, because um, then we had the DX as, as the headliners after. I remember them giving a fairly funny speech. Um, Triple H and some googly eyes, and and a comment which is kind of. Um, I guess at the time it was a kind of throwaway comment that no one was really, they really cared or paid pay much attention to, but it seems to have become a a, a sticking point with, with AEW fans and also AEW staff and members with Triple H calling AEW the Pissant Company. Pissant T-shirt company. T-shirt company, yeah. Who Let's not forget at the time they didn't have a TV show yet. Um, they, they, they're not done much really. They'd announced that they were going to be doing something. They set up a new company and um, I don't know yeah, how much even, it's concrete at Even point. Billy Gunn took it was like, yeah, all right, fair enough. Yeah, because Billy Gunn was he was a trainer. He did a bit announced as a trainer for AEW, and that's how it that's how it came about with that that yeah. particular comment. Um, and yeah, it was kind of like, he <laughs> said, yeah, because Vince could buy that piss and company anyway. Yeah, something along those kind of lines. And yeah, uh, about Billy getting fired from another company or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, no, he said I can't get fired now, and then yeah. he was like, he'll buy that Pizan company and, <laughs> and then fire you again. Yeah, yeah, because <laughs> yeah, he was like, I could say what I want because I can't get fired. Yeah, um, he was like, I can finally talk. You never let me talk before. <laughs> um, but yeah, that, there was a few funny moments, but that particular comment has seemed to have stuck with a lot of AEW fans and staff since then, um, which I'm sure wasn't really the intention. It's just them throwing it was a throwaway comment. Around. Yeah. Um, but you know that's the way that wrestling is. It always has to be be us and them for some reason. And sort of some bad news about uh, Road Dog this week. Been Road taken Dog, to yeah. Apparently, apparently suffered a I think it's a minor heart attack or something. Um, last I saw was that he he he's home now, um, so he's out of hospital um, and recovering. Um, but yeah, hopefully. Uh, Thoughts go out to uh, to Road Dog and hopefully he recovers all right and can get potentially back. the best potentially the best entrance ever. I mean, we all know it. Literally I can't word help. for word. Like almost every time I watch, go back and watch pay per view or something, and they're on, I almost can't help myself from just kind of going along with what they're saying. It's so infectious. Which is why watching it um, in the sort of when they did their return in sort of like 2013 sort of time watching their entrance then just really annoys me because <laughs> they, they just can't even say ass yeah yeah you just say you better call somebody and it's just like yeah. really um but yeah it's a bit of a mixed feelings about the, the the hall of fame in the end um long, it's long night Another long night. That was a another, long night, yeah. N- another long night, yeah. But the the revamped format definitely helped, um, and I'm glad we were there for for that iteration of it. And um, not that we've seen how they they're doing Hall of Fames anymore uh, since, because there hasn't been one, um, not broadcast anyway. But I'm I'm sure it'd be a similar concept of the much shorter speeches, which uh, most fans are welcome. Um, so. Just before we before we finish off, because we'll um, 
I think we'll do, we'll do another one next week where we'll talk about kind of WrestleMania itself and then the the fallout, the Raw and the SmackDown. And stuff what like you that. remember from it? <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> um, so yeah, we'll, we'll do that one next week. Um, but on on the top Let's, of the Hall of Fame, we should do a watch along. Finish, oh yeah, Could you imagine doing a fucking watch along with that? Oh, could take the file size. Um, but yeah, just, just before we finish, on and as, as we're on the topic of Hall of Fame, we've got a few um, Hall of Fame inductees for this year's lot, and we've finally got Kane a going mixed in. Bag. Bit of a mixed bag. It's always the way, isn't it? They've always got one or two headliners, and then um, some kind of ones that you maybe didn't expect or didn't really think that you'd see in a Hall of Fame. Um, but I think people pay a bit. Uh, obviously, for for a wrestler um, and an entertainer, it's um, the highest, one of the highest honors you could possibly get. Um, it, from a fan's perspective, from my my perspective, really, I, I I don't really pay that much attention to it. I think people pay more attention to it than they should really about who's in and who's not in. I don't really care. Yeah, I mean, there are very notable exceptions um, from the Hall of Fame um, who undoubtedly had Hall of Fame-worthy careers. You know, it's it's not a legitimate, as much as, as, as legitimate as wrestling can or can't be, it's not a legitimate Hall of Fame in that, you know, only a certain select group of people go in it. Essentially, it's decided by WWE and who's available and, you know, who's got a good relationship with them still. Yeah. Um, and you know, it's not to say There's that people, people go in. Yeah, it's not to say people go in aren't like whatever of it because a lot of them, most of them, really, really are. But a lot of it's very political. Yeah, and there's there's a lot of people in there as well um, who you'd you'd think would be in there and aren't in there for for no real um, discernible reason, really. For example, The Rock being one where you think nah, fuck like, him. You, you surely he's obviously going to go in. Um, no. Probably not really going to wrestle anymore, do anything. So like, no. I'm not sure whether they're waiting for to be in a certain, certain place him. or a certain year or like his fiftieth or wh- whatever that that the reason might be. And but yeah, there's always people who will miss out or whatever. Um, but 2026 yeah, time will come. So for, years just looking thing. just looking back at last year's ones who didn't get to go in last year. We had JBL, the British Bulldog, um, which I forgot was one of last year's ones. Um, yeah, there was a massive um, campaign about that, wasn't there? Yeah. So we got yeah, JBL, um, British Bulldog, Jushin Thunder Liger, who um, it, was, it felt a bit random and out of place at the time because someone who'd only he only had one match in WWE and it was on a it was on an NXT takeover for a few years back, so it felt a bit random. Um, and then also William Shatner. <laughs> William as the, as the, the celebrity one as they have every couple of years yeah. and then the two headliners were the uh, the NWO and the Bella Twins who as we've seen or some of you would have seen anyway there's been pictures released of I think a taping yesterday um, which I think is coming out Thursday the Bella no, Twins Tuesday, you know Tuesday. What? I'm not going to watch it, I don't think. Ah, I'll watch it. I've got nothing else to do. Really, if nothing else, they're, you know, nice to look at. <laughs> well, and then, uh, so this year, 
Um, the ones who've been announced for this year so far, I don't know if there'll be any more, but we've got Molly Holly. Um, yeah, I agree with that. Who, I guess, at, at the time, she's one of those who is, I guess, very underappreciated. Maybe not necessarily in saying that like she should have been appreciated more, but she was just kind of like a a member of the roster. She wasn't like treated as anything special in terms of booking wise or whatever. Have you, and it wasn't until the last Beth couple of years. Uh, no, not yet. That's on my. Well, on she my paid for Beth Phoenix school. to wrestling school. Yeah, yeah. I know they were good. They'd go, they'd gone quite far back. So I remember her saying stuff before on commentary. But yeah, it didn't seem until the last couple of years, really, that they've decided to kind of treat Molly Holly as this apparent, as this legend of women's wrestling. Who I'm not saying that she's not. It just at the time when she was wrestling, it seemed like they didn't really care about her. So it just seems a bit strange to me as to why in the last few I years, think she like was, how great she was. She was a massive voice backstage rather than her wrestling in the ring. Yeah, I think she's more of an inspiration as well um, to a lot of the women these days. You know, a lot of that era where. They would have been watching as as younger kids or, or whatever back then. So, yeah. um, she was one of the few women at that time who wasn't sexualized yeah. really in any way. And, and, um, and looking back on it in, in recent years, she she was one of the better wrestlers at the time. Yeah, um, she was more more so for her wrestling ability than just being uh, like let's get her on the cover of Playboy or whatever. So, um, yeah, I, I I can see why um, they appreciate her more now, maybe than they did. It's just it sometimes seems a bit strange why they treat her as such a legend when she didn't really do that much of note on TV back in the day. Um, someone who definitely is indisputably a legend, in undisputably undisputed, you know, he's a legend. Eric Bischoff. Yeah, kind of, so it kind of felt a bit random, I guess, with his kind of. Um, Semi AEW connections these days. I'm not really sure um, what's going on, what's going on with Eric Bischoff, but what I do know is that he's going to the Hall of Fame this year, and I think it's definitely deserved. He, I, I saw, I was listening to one of Comrades, uh, to, to Comrades' podcast with uh, Bruce Pritchard the other day, doing a Q and A, and someone asked um, if if WCW had beat WWE and Eric Bischoff ran WWE or WCW. Um, what would the name of Vince's podcast with Conrad be? <laughs> Could you imagine Vince McMahon just doing a podcast? <laughs> uh, that's right. I think I think um, Bruce said it would be called Hate Pal. And then someone else asked, um, uh, "Could you imagine Vince on The Price Is Right?" <laughs> but you know random questions um and then yeah so some of the headliners and some of the more recently announced ones we've got kane uh, yeah glenn jacobs kane i think well so. yeah that was always always going to happen um be interesting to see if if that's him done with wrestling now um because not not a lot of hall of famers uh wrestle after they go into hall of fame a couple have um Goldberg, yeah. Um, Ric Flair did it night after or whatever, but there's been a handful. That's a bit different. <laughs> yeah. Um, somebody who probably won't be going in anytime soon is Christian. <laughs> yeah. What do we. Um... He's done himself a load of good to his Hall of Fame claim, hasn't he? What, what do we make of, of, of Christian over there in NXT? We've not. Uh, not NXT, AEW rather. We've not talked about it. From my personal perspective, 
I, I, I don't watch AEW anymore. I did for a while, and I just, I just couldn't keep up with it. Um, I, I still, I actually watched. I've watched it more than I have WWE. To be fair, I watched bits and pieces. Like I've, I've I caught up with, with like most of the pay per views, but from my personal perspective, I was just very disappointed after finally getting back at the Rumble and thinking of what you could do with the current crop. Um, I thought they could have told a really good story with him and Edge. Yeah, well, you you yeah. predicted that he was going to turn on Edge and cost him the title, man. You didn't. Well, that's what I thought. That's what I thought they were going to bring him back. And I thought they could yeah, have told and then do a, a program great story. moving into the summer. But yeah, Ali, I don't know about you, but yeah, it's, it just felt like a shame for me because not that AEW is not good or whatever. I just I just don't watch it in comparison. Yeah, it just feels like a bit of a missed opportunity for for WWE. Um, I think clearly Christian feels like he's still got quite a lot to offer. So um, if AEW can offer him more of a role than WWE were, then can't really begrudge it. I just think, yeah, there was certainly a story that could have been told that you know would have been good to see. But you know what? It's just, if he if he feels like he's got some more to offer, then good good luck to him. I think Christian's great. He's always been great, and um, you know, if, maybe he'll find a, a new home there. Yeah, I mean, from from listening to um, to, to the, the interview that you did with uh, Renee Paquette um, on her podcast, it he didn't say so, so it didn't sound like there wasn't necessarily like it wasn't like WWE weren't going to offer him anything to like they didn't have a plan for him or whatever. It was just that he'd previously talked to Tony Khan and AEW and stuff before, um, and it just kind of happened. Um, but yeah, it just felt a bit strange seeing him back at the Royal Rumble, didn't see him again, and then a couple of weeks later he showed up on, on AEW. Um, mm. yeah, a bit of a shame for me, but you know, each to their own. Uh, and the last two that we've got here, which I, I don't know if there'll be any more announced between now and WrestleMania, but we've got the great Carly, which is see a lot of mixed, um, no. not so much mixed, but yeah, a lot more no's than I've seen yeses on, on, on Twitter. Um, and recently announced RVD. On Van Dam, which surprises me. Yeah, only because of his con, uh, his content in the last few years. It's a bit more. Has been a bit, bit questionable. I'm a rich man. I'm living my life. Character. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, well, that's that's RVD all over, isn't it? That's been RVD's game since you know late 90s isn't it so i think i think wwe know what they're getting into i can't imagine that his speech would be particularly coherent uh, <laughs> uh, but no, it's definitely well deserved absolutely love rock band yeah he was always one of my favorites out of the 2000s um i think if we, don't, if we don't get some kind of interaction with with him and riddle over the weekend it'd be a bit of a missed opportunity um as long as riddle can remember what he's going to be saying yeah what's what's the odds and now if he doesn't that's going to become gimmick yeah. What yeah, was the odds that's going to become his gimmick now where he just forgets what he's going to say? Vince loves that shit already. <laughs> it was it was just so strange though, wasn't it? He's <laughs> just like, oh, sorry, I forgot what I'm saying. Bye. <laughs> like, uh, better than what Sid did. Yeah, I'm, I mean... Yeah, let's, like, do that, let's do that again. <laughs> We're live, We're live, man. 
I don't know, like, I don't know if it would have been better for him to just say, sorry, I forgot, and then they kind of work their way back to whatever it was they were going to say, or just kind of move on, but for him just to walk off and then ask us just like, oh, okay. <laughs> I remembered my lines, and they're in English. <laughs> yeah, yeah. if I could do it in another language, you can do it in your own, Jesus. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it was strange, but... Um, you know, wrestling is strange and wrestling is what we will continue to be talking about next week when we finish off our conversation about our week in New York slash New Jersey. Oh, it's so, a, like WrestleMania. It's a two-part. It's a two-part, two exactly. It's um, what, what they kept calling it two, uh, kept calling it last year. It's too big for one night or something. Too big for one night, yeah. Um, and hey, it's episode 100, right? Oh, oh shit! <laughs> So, you know, it's episode 100, too big for just one part. We're they obviously made such a big deal of this and planned it out so well that we, we, at least Matt and I had forgot. Um, <laughs> totally forgot it was 100, I really did. What well up, guys? We, we made it to 100. Hey, we'll do something big for 200. <laughs> <laughs> Are we yeah. going to get to 200? In about 10, year, 10 years' yeah. time when we get to 200. Yeah. It's only taken us nearly four years to get to 100. But, you know, we, we did take a year off, to be fair, nearly. Well, but, the uh, pandemic. Yeah, that thing happened. Um, and this podcast happened, and I think we'll wrap it up here. Like I said, we'll get back to part two next week. Um, but we'll we'll put out some of the some of the photos that we've been talking about in this episode Um out on on Twitter most likely because I can't can't be bothered with Instagram. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll put some out so you know you, you know what we're talking about. You can see my pregnant belly. You can see um, <laughs> you can see uh, Matt's Matt's picture with Alexa Bliss. You see Ali standing on his own while Matt and I are having a great time with the revival, um, <laughs> and, and and many 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 others. So um, yeah, thank you for listening. Check out our pictures on twitter at the underscore pwp and uh we'll see you next week for part two bye